0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Real Talk About Real Estate, presented by DeBrew Realty in Mansfield, Texas. Your host is Susan DeBrew, I'm your co-host Steve Pixler, and we are still talking about all things real estate. In this episode, we're still talking to buyers primarily, though we have been giving some great advice to sellers along the way. But one of the things that buyers want to know, oh, no, let me say it this way. The one big thing that buyers want to know up front is how much cash am I bringing to the table? And it's not just what am I bringing to the table, it's how much cash am I going to spend along the way? So let's talk dollars and cents here, Susan. What are we looking at at the costs associated? with buying a house
1: oh i hate to be one of those people that says well it depends you know but it it does it does like everybody's situation is so incredibly different and so how much cash do you need to buy a home well i can tell you that it doesn't matter what lending program you have it doesn't matter what kind of down payment assistance program you have and there's There is help available for buyers. Um, But regardless, you will have to have enough cash in your pocket up front to pay for an option fee, which is normally a couple hundred bucks, Mm -hmm. minimum of a hundred usually. And that purchases some time to process the house. Like you want to have an option period. We had another podcast about that. That's an important one to know. What are
0: our options about options?
1: What are our options about options? Well, that costs money. (laughs) Right that you have to have on the front side, pardon me, there's also the earnest deposit, which is typically 1%. And so if you're buying a $500,000 house, you're looking at five grand Mm -hmm. out of your pocket up front. Now it goes toward your closing costs and your down payment and Mm -hmm. all that. So it's not like that's in addition to those, but it is a big chunk on the front side. You're also going to have to uh, pay for a home inspection. And that's going to also be in the $500 range, Mm -hmm. Um, depending on if the house has well or septic or sprinkler system. If you add a termite inspection, all those things are smart to do, Mm -hmm. but it all costs money on the front side, on the front side. And that you don't get reimbursed for under any circumstances. So if the deal falls through, if you don't like the house after the inspection, like you've lost the money. You've also the option fee was also non-refundable under any circumstances. And so that's money that's gone. Um, The earnest deposit can often come back to the buyer depending on when the contract is terminated, if it doesn't work out. And then the final thing that the buyer has to have up front is an appraisal um, that they're going to pay for, which is another 500 bucks. So up front, you're going to have about 500 for the inspection, 500 for the appraisal. You're going to have a couple hundred bucks for the option. And it depends like a minimum of a hundred. If the house is in multiple offers, maybe 250, if it's a higher price home, maybe 500. So that's just cash on the front side.
0: Now, what about Mm -hmm. survey costs? Mm Because sometimes a survey comes into it. It does. Does that tend to be paid up front or at closing?
1: So it will not be paid up front. It will be paid at closing. It's negotiable who pays. Mm -hmm. And so if the seller has a great survey um, already from Mm -hmm. a previous sale, that it looks great. All the lines are fully intact all the way around. You can still read the seal. It has the building lines on there if there's any building lines. It has utility easements shown if there's any utility easements. Like if it's a good survey, you can typically save that cost. And again, you're looking at about 500 bucks Yeah. Um, where if the seller can provide it along with a, a T47, which is a real estate affidavit where they sign in front of a notary that they've not made any changes to the property Mm-mm. since that survey was done. Like they haven't moved the the boundaries, they've not moved the fence lines, they've not let anybody encroach, they've not added a room, moved any permanent structures. structures yeah. And by permanent, we mean it has like a concrete footprint to it. Yeah. So if you stuck a shed in the backyard and it's on little wooden blocks, like that's mm-hmm. not a permanent fixture. Mm-hmm. If you poured a foundation, it is. And in some cases, something small like that, maybe we could still get the survey to work if we uh, have a, a copy of it and we draw it like to scale where the new shed is or if you add a little bit of a patio like sometimes a we swimming, can, pool? Mm-hmm, a swimming pool you're getting a new survey yeah yep there's no doubt about it or if you remove a swimming pool mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it you are getting a new survey and so that has to be factored into the costs and it's negotiable in the contract who pays for the survey
0: what about mm-hmm. uh, finishing out a garage as an additional bedroom or changing any of the uh, inside of the house that may not look it looked like it's changed outside, but inside it's changed.
1: That would not change the survey. It okay. would change the square footage, Yeah, and it would change the value. And so how does that work? So if you have a two-car garage and you convert it to living space, it has to be heated and cooled if the house is heated and cooled. It has to have real flooring, real drywall. It has to really be considered living space in order to be able to count that square footage. But you just lost a $20,000 asset in the garage, right? So every garage space is typically about $10,000, depending on the value of the neighborhood. Um, So, you know, it affects the value of the home, but it doesn't affect the footprint. So it wouldn't affect the survey.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. So we've got appraisal costs, we have option fee, we have earnest money, those things are upfront. And then now we're looking at what are our costs along the rest of the contract period?
1: And that's pretty big. I do want to circle back to the survey for one more thing that some buyers may not understand. And that in the contract, if the buyer agreed to pay for the survey, the survey won't be ordered until just about a week before closing. They can get it done pretty quickly. So nobody wants to buy it prematurely, right? Mm -hmm. But if that survey is purchased and in the contract it said the buyer would pay for it, even if the deal falls through, the buyer now pays for a survey for a property they don't own. Uh. Whoever's agreed to pay for it is going to pay for it. And so it's typically not paid for upfront. It's paid for at closing unless the deal falls through and then you still have to pay for it. Okay. But the seller, if they've agreed to pay for it, it's not a big of a deal. They can use it on the next transaction, but
0: and, a, and that's a and, risk and then the, the Appraisal. <clears throat> the appraisal would be the same thing. If the appraisal has been ordered and that's been done, that's still paid for even yes. if the deal falls it's through. It's risky to buy a None house. None of that's coming back.
1: Risky or not to because rent, you're guaranteed to lose, right? Right. So, yeah. But there are risks associated with purchasing. So once house.
0: we're in the process and we're moving through, we're headed toward closing, the underwriter's doing all of his work with lending, all of that's happening – then what are our next How costs? much
1: does it cost to buy a house? How much cash yeah. do you need? Now I'm going to get into the table. Yes. Everybody wants to know that question. And as a realtor, I'm going to say like that, oh, those questions that you hate when people answer. I'm going to sound <laughs> like a politician, right? You're going to ask a very direct question. And I'm not going to give you a very direct answer. And that is because it really depends. It depends. So if you have a VA loan, for example, uh, you can have a zero down mm-hmm. and you can roll a lot of your closing costs into the loan. Like that's one of the best benefits that um, the Secretary of Veteran Affairs offers to the veteran. Mm-hmm. So the the Secretary of Veteran Affairs is saying we will cover the first 25% of that loan if the veteran defaults. So the lender doesn't need a down payment. They're okay going a little bit over value by rolling the closing costs in because they have a guarantee. They have somebody yeah. backing that loan, the first part of that loan. So in that case, if you're a veteran and you're going to roll your closing costs in, maybe all you need is that 1% um, earnest deposit and, you know, the, uh, 500 for the inspection, 500 for the appraisal. And if you have to pay the survey, another 500 there, like that might be all you need. Mm -hmm. In which case you can come to the table with very little money because Mm -hmm. you've already have all that up front and there's nothing else to bring. Um, if there's a lot of down payment assistance programs available today for people, um, it is income based there's some that it's not as much as on the income. It could be because if you're a first time home buyer, these are all questions that the lender can help you decide what's the best package for you. Uh, there's some conventional loans that you only need three percent down if you have really great credit. Other ones, they're going to be five or ten percent down for conventional. If it's not your primary residence, if this is an investment property, it's going to be twenty percent down. If you have an FHA loan, it's three and a half percent down. So, all of that's like that's a huge difference between you know zero percent mm-hmm. down or twenty percent down. Mm-hmm. So it depends. And, um, it didn't, didn't mean to be evasive. It just truly, like it really, it really does, does yeah. depend yeah. on the ind- individual person. And this
0: is where the conversation with your lender Absolutely. is going to answer those questions.
1: Yeah. And your realtor can recommend good l- lenders because they work with them all the time. And yeah. they can, um, the other thing is with the down payment assistance programs, I have actually had people come to the closing table and the buyer gets a check. Wow. Yeah, because the the down payment and closing costs program covered more. They didn't have to bring anything else to the table, and they were being reimbursed some of that earnest deposit back. Oh, wow. It doesn't happen that often, but it does happen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's very important to find out what those programs are, and your lender...
1: The lender's going to help you. you. And the, the hardest thing for the lender is a buyer wants to answer that question on the front side of the transaction. Yeah, Like before I go looking at homes, how much am I going to need to bring to the table? Well, the lender can help you decide like what loan package is available for mm-hmm. you and whether or not you can get a down payment assistance program or a first time home buyer program grant. There's grants available. Mm-hmm. There's also some grants available that you don't have to pay them back. Other ones you have to pay them back uh, in that's prorated you have to own the home for so many years mm-hmm. and those you know those prorated ones are a little bit more difficult but those some of those will actually give you like a two thousand dollar tax credit every year So mm-hmm. you can write two thousand dollars off your taxes there's all kinds of money available for people but the lender can tell you what you can what you can um qualify for and so on the front side of the transaction the buyer might be able to have a gauge i'm gonna need about 3.5% down because I'm FHA, mm-hmm. plus those other costs on the front side. Mm-hmm. Now, the earnest deposit goes toward that 3.5%. The lender's going to have costs. There's, it's expensive to borrow money. Mm-hmm. And so there's probably going to be another 2 or 3% in expenses. But again, it depends on the loan program. It mm-hmm. depends on all of that kind of stuff. And so the lender can help you decide what's best for you. Your credit has a lot to do with how expensive the loan is going to be too. Because again, yeah. the higher the risk, the more it's going to cost you. And so take good care of your money, You know, pay your bills, be honorable, and then you save money in the long run.
0: So at what point in the process then can the lender give a buyer a good sense of what those closing costs are going to be.
1: So once you go under contract, the lender has a better sense of what are the taxes going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, the, what you The buyer still has to go get a, a homeowner's insurance quote. That's mm-hmm. a big cost, right? Because when they go to the table, they have their down payment, they have their closing costs, and they also have what's called prepaids. And these are things now that you have a property that the lender can actually like say, okay, on this property, these are the taxes on this property, the buyer can go get a homeowner's insurance quote. So it helps a lot because the prepaids are at closing, that buyer has to pay a whole year's worth of homeowner's insurance up front. Plus, they have to pay up front a couple months of homeowner's insurance into their escrow account. It's still their money, but the bank's holding it. And they also have to pay several months worth of taxes up front. They may even have to give the seller a credit for taxes. So at the end of the year, and we're probably getting a little too detailed, but at the end of the year the tax bill is going to be due for the previous year. Mm-hmm. Insurance is paid ahead. Taxes are paid in arrear. Mm-hmm. And so if we're, like, at this time of the year, we're, we're recording this in November, in November. Well, at this time of the year, like, the taxes are almost due, right? So yeah. the, the title company will actually collect taxes from the seller all the way through November, mm-hmm. and they're going to pay the taxes, and they're going to have the seller or have the buyer contribute, like, the last six weeks of taxes or something, so they have to pay that up front. And so th- there's always prepaids that are involved that are not necessarily down payment or closing costs, but still cash mm-hmm. out of your pocket up front, unless your down payment assistance can cover that. Because mm-hmm. it depends on what you qualify for. And
0: so your lender is going to give you a statement that's going to give you a good predict. This is what it's going to look yeah. like. Now, there'll be a final right they before closing. They have to
1: closing. be within 10% though. Yeah,
0: they have to be very close. Mm-hmm. So do. you can have this right now with all we're talking about can really feel overwhelming to a buyer, especially a first-time home buyer coming in or someone hasn't bought in many years and it's like Oh, my goodness. Well, all of these different things, the title company fees. We all have do- our own language. Yes, which is why you need a realtor. Just yes, to be you honest. Do. You yeah. need someone to walk you through this. Our
1: MC, We kind of help
0: That's right. and <laughs> navigate can, the whole and process with you. And we can take some you. of the fear out of it. Mm-hmm. We can make it where it's not quite so scary to you because this is a process that realtors are doing every day, all day. They deal with it all the time mm-hmm. and they can sit down at the table with you and kind of help you understand what that process is going to look like. So that lender is going to give you a good sense. And their document that what you're looking for that
1: you're talking about is called a loan estimate. An L E. And you know, and the realtor can't tell you on that L E like, oh they're charging you too many fees or something like that. Again, that's a whole nother um, license, but we can tell you what to expect. Like yeah. the LE should show you what your closing costs are going to be, what your down payment is, what your monthly payment's going to look like, mm-hmm. what your prepaids are. Yeah. And so if if the buyer's like, well, there's no insurance on the, the LE, we're like, well, it's missing it and you're going to pay for homeowner's insurance. Go make sure you get your homeowner's quote. Yeah. Like perhaps the lender couldn't put it on there because the buyer hadn't done that yet, even though the lender had asked them to. And so they do, the buyer shops for their own insurance company. And anywhere through the process, like in the next 30 years, you can change insurance companies all you want to save money. You just have to let the mortgage company know. And how far
0: into the contract, into that period, does the lender give you that lending estimate?
1: So I would ask for it pretty quickly pretty quickly
0: and you should expect it so you can know mm-hmm. very soon really what you're looking at yeah. is there any sort of rough percentage of a sale that you're a rough closing cost that you can tell people this is pretty much what you're looking at had no way to know that
1: no uh, that's where that's where I have to be a little bit more political and go yeah. it depends because if I tell you you could expect oh three percent down and two percent closing costs and yeah. like and you know you could be completely on the other
0: and be blown away oh by yeah that feel you like could you be weren't like giving good information
1: yeah the va person doesn't have any closing you know yeah. any down payment or closing yeah. costs because all gets rolled into the loan and and somebody else could have really terrible credit and you know they're paying more yeah. and so yeah that's so here's the one thing about real estate that we have to be very careful about. And actually, you know, anybody that's a professional should be very careful about it, and that is stay in your lane. Yes. yes. So the, the beautiful thing about the real estate agent is we know what's customary. Yeah. We know what's reasonable. We're going to make sure that that buyer or seller is not being taken advantage of. Yeah. But we're not going to go run the HVAC and look at the coils and tell you that that needs to be serviced. That's a licensed inspector, inspector yes. right? We're not going to tell you what kind of interest rate you should get based on your Credit like that's There's a no licensed that. lender.
0: Lender yeah, has to say right, that.
1: and we can't tell you that that garage should have been twenty thousand dollars credit, not fifteen thousand dollars credit, because yeah. that's a licensed appraiser. Yeah, and so. But we can we can help navigate yeah, it. our
0: job is to point you to the right to the right person that can mm-hmm. help you
1: yep and we help you get safely to closing and we help make sure that we like I told a client recently when they were uh, maybe going to be doing something that was a little too risky and I had to tell them like like my number one job yeah. is to protect my client yeah and to make sure they get a great deal yeah and so that's what we do we don't we can't replace all the other licensed people in the process nor would we want to because we we definitely do better staying in our own lane.
0: So, bottom line is, how much money will you need? It depends. It depends. And that's exactly right. what we're going to help you navigate yeah. through, which is what being a good realtor is all about, is really serving you and your yeah. interests, fighting hard for you, and putting your needs uh, on the front and making the transaction work really well as best we can for you. Yeah. You need some help with that? Check us out at debrewrealty.com. We'd love to answer your questions. Give us a call, give us an email, reach out. We would love to help you get started in figuring out what's best for you. Stick with us as we keep talking about all things real estate.